There's a guy almost from Australia over there. There's a guy out there who knows Kiori. He thinks he's a Kiwi, but he's not. He's an American. So New Zealand is a very beautiful place. This is a little publicity for New Zealand. Visit That's lovely. Anyway, you're here for Medjugorje, and when you come to Medjugorje, you have to experience many different things about Medjugorje. You have to climb the hill of the apparition. Climb the hill of the cross. You have to go to the adoration in the church. But you also have to listen to the testimonies. Because the testimonies give you the experience of Medjugorje in the souls of other people. Because when you see what Medjugorje and Mary does in the souls of other people, you might think, oh, so I'm going to give you my story about Medjugorje. And it will be a story about you. And I want you to give you the joy and the hope of Medjugorje through my story. So I came here when I was 22. And that was 36 years ago. Anyway, so when I came here, I was 22 years old. And I was in the crisis of my adolescence. Are you selling all of it? I I I will tell you something about my crisis. My crisis began when I was five and I felt the call to priesthood. And so growing up, I was praying every day, God, make me a priest if it's your will. But the problem is, when I had 13, 14 years old, and all of my body started to change. I thought, well, I don't really want to be a priest anymore. <laughs> and I wanted to do everything else. <laughs> so I found a compromise. I decided I would do both. <laughs> so every day I would pray, Jesus, make me a priest if it's your will. 
<笑>所以在我的生活中我就是一个 Hypocrisy even though I had a very good life, but I could not correct anything so one day my girlfriend came up to me and she wanted to marry me. And I said no because I want to be a priest. And she got very angry. And so she said, it's finished between me and you. And I was very, very hurt and upset. Because I wanted to leave her. I didn't think she would leave me. That was so bad of her. And I also discovered she had another boyfriend already. And that means there was someone better than me out there. <laughs> and I was so hurt by this. I'm trying to help you to understand how bad my hypocrisy was. I was I was um, a slave to my need to control. And I was a slave of my need for success and beauty and power. And so when somebody came along to humiliate me, I just just was not ready for that. So the next day after she left me, I was driving my car And I had an accident and my car was destroyed. And in the same week there was the stock market crash of 1987, I lost all of my savings. So in one week I was very, very humiliated. So I ran away from New Zealand to Australia. 
And there I met a very beautiful priest. He was like a father for me. He was 80 years old. And, and he was he had the patience for me, a 21年的一個人。當時我有人來都會以為是我說的,你們的人。來去see <laughs> <laughs> So because of that, I decided to come to Medjugorje. I want to see where he got his joy from. So I came here one week after meeting this priest. But I was still filled with this anger and this, this, this humiliation and this failure. And I could see that everybody was going for confession. I thought, oh, do, do I have to go to confession too? So I, I was looking for a, a, a priest maybe 90 years old. <laughs> a priest who would be dead in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> because I never wanted to see his face again. <laughs> but there were no old priests. <laughs> and, and, and the confession was out in the open in front of the church. <laughs> so I had to go up to the priest and I was covering my face. Because I had to share so much shame, so much, so much perversion, so much sin. And I just did not know how this would come out of me. But after I confessed to this man, I was resurrected. I could not believe the joy that took possession of my body. It was, it was almost painful to have so much happiness. I, I'd never practiced being happy before. I could not understand the, the, the transformation of my body. But the crazy thing was, I met this power of God in my sin. At the bottom of my humiliation, at the bottom of my shame, that is where I found God. I thought maybe I had to do many rosaries or go up the mountain on my knees. Maybe I would find God if I did something good. But it was when I shared my sin that I found God. Now I am a priest and I 
receive confessions. I hear listen to confessions. A few weeks ago, a woman came to me for confession. And she got a normal confession. And she says, I got a confession every month. At the end of the confession, I said to the lady, you know what, lady? You will never see my face again. Is this something you want to leave here at Medjugorje? And the lady said to me, Well, yes, Father, there is. But I don't think I can tell you. <laughs> so she stopped and said, Well, Father, 33 she started to cry for happiness and she left that confessional resurrected. It was such a beautiful experience. Then one day, a week later, a man came and she was in Mariana's group. And he said to me, you know what, I'm 60 years old today. And uh, I'm very important in my parish. But I did something I've never spoken to nobody. And so I said, what? And he said, 50 years ago. So he carried a story for 50 years. And he gave me the story. And I saw this man transfigured in front of me. Then later on, she ring me, she called me on the phone in the afternoon. She says, This man smiling all the time. True. Yes. These are two stories, so many stories that at the bottom of our confession, God is waiting for us. This is so difficult to believe, but it is the truth. Do you remember when the prodigal son starts to think about his father? Is when he's eating the food of the pigs. <laughs> then he remembers who his father is. And that is when he begins the true experience of his father when he eats. Do you remember Peter the Pope? <coughs> 
God, Jesus gave him the keys. He gave him the keys to the power. He gave him the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And he could fight the doors of hell. But Peter was not very intelligent yet. He wasn't good at using the keys. <laughs> And Jesus had to say to him, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Because he still wasn't capable of thinking like God. Then later on, Peter says, I'm ready to die for you, Jesus. And Jesus says, look, you are such a stupid man. <laughs> When you listen to the cock crow, you will have denied me three times and you will see who you really are. Later on, Peter did hear the cock crow. And Peter had denied Jesus in the most stupid pathetic, cowardly, ridiculous way. In that moment, Peter went right down to the bottom of his sin. He hit the rock, the rock caught him. And that is why we call him the rock. Peter is the rock upon which the church is is founded because Peter is the rock because he went to the bottom of his sin and that is where he met the mercy of God that is when he could become powerful with the keys of heaven and that is why the church today is the place where the worst of humanity can receive forgiveness and mercy and so every time you discover that there's a sinner in the church and maybe the priests are the sinners you welcome to the church the church is made is constructed is instituted to receive the sin of humanity it is in our sin that we have the true experience of God our Savior so that is my first experience of Medjugorje and I want you to know that it is also your experience if you want it Medjugorje is a place where you can leave your sin And it is a place where you can meet the power of God who forgives. But the second reason, I, the second thing I tell about Medjugorje is these messages. The messages of Our Lady. Now, when I came, it was 1988. And this is the message that this is the message this is the message that I received that I received when I came here 
Maybe you want one? Yeah, you could. You see nothing? You can share this. Okay, yeah, but I have enough. I have enough. Are you getting them out the back yet? Probably number one. So we're going to read it. Now, this message is the message that guides my life and I would say saves my life. And I would really like you guys to understand a special word of this message. These guys down here need them. Are you ready? I have to open up that window. I think we're about to die. What's the other one? On that side, you go. Oh, they just had each other. Now, isn't that brilliant engineering? I know, I Just die. Alright, dear children, I am calling you to that love which is loyal and pleasing to God. Little children, love bears everything bitter and difficult for the sake of Jesus who is Therefore, dear children, pray that God come to your aid. Not however according to your desire, but according to his love. Surrender yourself to God so that He may heal you, console you, and forgive everything inside of you which is a hindrance on the way of love. In this way, God can move your life and you will grow in love. Dear children, glorify God with the hymn of love so that God's love may be able to grow in you day by day to its fullness. Thank you for having responded to my call. Now, the, the, the hidden word in here that I want to put inside your soul is the hidden word is surrender. I want the surrender to be tattooed into your mind and into your heart. You can even tattoo it on your body now. <laughs> Surrender your life to God so that He may heal you, console you, forgive you, move your life and grow in you day by day to His fullness. Now that is a very good return on a very small surrender. You must understand surrender. Mary, she is the woman who invites us to surrender, is Mary. But 
She goes to Elizabeth, this cousin, and says, Hello. Hello. And Elizabeth says, When I heard your greeting, I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and the baby starts to move inside me. When we, when we surrender to God, our hands, our eyes, our mouth, our words, everything we do starts to be done with Him. And everything He wants to do, we will start to do too. So surrender is very beautiful. You become filled with God. <coughs> and finally Mary had to give birth to this little God. And that, and that little stable becomes a little paradise. And the shepherds come with their sheep to see the baby. And the, and the three wise kings, they come with their camels to see the baby. And the angels come to sing to the baby. And Herod, he sends his soldiers and they want to go and see the baby too. Herod, but they want to kill the baby. And that is the problem with surrender. Surrender is very beautiful, very powerful. He can heal us, console us, forgive us. He guides our life. But we will have to confront evil. Herod and his soldiers will want to kill the baby. Do you remember Jesus? He was he was good at surrender too. Jesus said in the garden. Father, take away this chalice from me. But don't do my will, may your will be done. This is a surrender prayer. This is simple surrender. Five minutes later, Judas turns up to give him a big kiss. 
So what do you think of surrender now? You want to say, no, 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 you, no. <laughs> but if we surrender, we have to accept the whole package. And the next day Jesus is hanging on the cross. And he says, Father, into your hands I surrender my spirit. He doesn't stop, surrenders right to the end. It is always very terrible. And it is always, 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 always surrender. I always, 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 always resurrection. Surrender always takes us to resurrection. But the surrender will always take you down into your dark spot. Your dark spot is where you will really need the power of God. Now I give you one more example, then we finish because it's too hot. Otherwise, this place is going to become a dark spot for <laughs> Jesus said once, I will give you the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah was in the, in the belly of the whale. So I too will be in the belly of the earth, said Jesus. Jonah was a good prophet, but he didn't want to do what God told him to do. So, I cut the story short, but one day he finds himself in so much trouble that they throw him into the sea to get rid of him. And he gets swallowed by a whale, and so he's even in worse spot. He's now with all the dead, masticated fish. And he's going to become whale shit shortly. <laughs> that is when Jonah raises up a prayer of surrender, which is so beautiful. And when Jonah gets spit out of the whale, he has a new power. When he speaks, not only do men and women convert, but all of creation starts to correct itself and come to Jonah's our true growth, our true beauty, and our true power, our true masculinity and femininity is after the whale, is after the dark spot. So if we surrender to God, He will take us to the dark spot.
It transforms your life. Amen. Any questions? I think I'm going to have to put a big fan in here. <laughs> How can you take the splinter out of the eye of your brother if you don't see the forest in your own eyes? We cannot see. We cannot see what's in our own eyes. Well, we don't want to see what's in our own eyes. I prefer to see that you're all terrible. It makes me feel better. It's so difficult for me to see me. That's a grace. And the confession helps us to open that confession. So yeah, it goes counter to our good instincts. Confession is not according to our good instincts. It sort of is contrary to our good instincts. We have to overcome our good instincts and do something quite illogical. Is there something that helps you to start making the right question, asking the right question? Great pain and great love is the other example. The two extremes of a lot of love or a lot of pain. They are the two experiences that actually move us inside. We're just doing our job nine to five. The, 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 the scenes. Can you describe something about not I know the church has described to us. What are scenes, right? That could you add something on to make us uh, go deeper, to make our battle refreshing when we really review our lives or our, our work? Okay. We carry pain. 
Something that destroys your life. At first, you don't know it. You think you're doing the right thing Another drink with the boys, and it's okay. You don't realize that you are destroying what is beautiful in you. That is what sin does, it destroys your beauty. Hours and hours on internet, playing games on internet. Hours and hours. I don't have to think about anything. But gradually my beauty will be destroyed. So, so this is the simple phrase. Sin destroys your inner beauty, but you don't realize it until too late. So we can say sin is something you against God. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Ah, God is created you beautiful. He created you beautiful. In His image and likeness, you're called to be an incredible woman like Mary. So sin will want to destroy that So Can I say one more word that? If we again, you talked about truth, right? You know the word truth. I know in the Bible, there's no separate description about truth. Something like, oh, I'm not saying, but uh, the man, the, the judge, you know, he has the, um, he, yeah, he criticized uh, Jesus. When he criticized Jes
Well, yes. Truth, we can use truth in a very wrong way. Truth must always be a relationship with love. So the truth, there's no relationship with love, then it is not true. You know, if I say, oh, you're the most terrible person I've ever met in my life, that might be true that I've never met someone terrible like him. But because there's no love, there's no truth. I say things that seem true, but there's no love. And so the devil says true things all the time, but there's no love, so they're not even true. <coughs> 所以魔鬼呢，啲魔鬼呢，就發生嘅呢啲情況度呢，引誘我哋跟住歪理。So that is why Jesus never lets the devil speak, because even when the devil says true things, you are the son of God. He says, "Shut up and get out of there." 耶穌咧永遠嗰啲咧佢講説話嘅，就算我哋係天主子咧，主席冇出聲。because the words of the devil's mouth, even when he says true things, because there is no love, there is no good. <laughs> End of story. I think you should guys should go to lunch. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's good. God bless you, mate. I'm not hungry.